I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors. It's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Nexus 6, we've marked one year since the deadly mass shooting in the Headingham neighborhood. How the city of Raleigh came together this morning to honor those impacted by the tragedy. And the rain is moving out this evening, looking a lot drier there on radar. We'll talk about what to expect for this evening and as we head through the rest of the weekend coming up. Disappointing news for those hoping to attend the Travis Scott concert this evening. Why ticket holders are so upset. Right now at 6, we are taking a live look at this, the fair, as thousands of people have survived a rainy and windy morning. But the good news is it appears to be clearing out for a nice evening. How about that? Good evening and thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Julian Grace. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione is in the WRL Severe Weather Center with what we can expect for the rest of the night and also tomorrow. Anthony. Julian, certainly an important forecast here with the fair going on and those plans here into our Sunday. It was not necessarily a nice start to the weekend with the rainfall. We needed it, but thankfully it's on the way out. So if you're headed out to the fair, here's what we're looking at. Temperatures mainly in the 60s. We should not have any more rain to deal with. So we're going to manage to salvage this forecast into tonight. There there's a look at where we sit on radar right now. A lot quieter than where we were. There's still a few light showers here as you head toward the coast back toward New Bern and Greenville, but that is out of our viewing area right now. What comes next here are some breezy conditions into tonight and tomorrow as a cold front gets ready to push through the area. Here's a live look as well at Pinehurst. You can see very nice and calm right now. The trees not blowing around much, just some sunshine trying to peek through. We will keep the cloud cover though, I think as we head into tonight. We're in the upper 60s in Raleigh and Durham, 61 in Roxborough, 68. Good evening to you there in Clinton. The rainfall, like I said, is all nice and done. Aside from maybe a stray sprinkle, I think Futurecast is a little bit overdone right there. We head into tonight and tomorrow morning. Julian looking pretty good. We do keep the cloud cover. We'll talk about though who could see some pretty breezy conditions and how the start of the week looks coming up here in a few minutes. All right, thanks, Anthony. Well, we are following this. More commemorations today, marking one year since the mass shooting in Raleigh's Headingham neighborhood. As WRL's Eric Miller reports, the focus today was on honoring the first responders, police, fire, doctors, and more who stepped up to help in the city's time of need. A somber occasion and somber weather to match. Saturday, despite the rain, Raleigh leaders marked the heroism of first responders on one of the city's most harrowing days. On October 13, 2022, over 400 law enforcement officers and first responders answered the call of duty. Five people died that day, including an off-duty Raleigh police officer. In her remarks, RPD Chief Stella Patterson said the overwhelming response from her own officers and from agencies around the state made the difference in ending the violence. I am most proud knowing that when RPD officers arrived to Headingham, within a few minutes of the initial calls, the killing stopped. No other lives were lost at that time. Dispatchers, fire chiefs, and doctors from WakeMed were also honored and memories shared of that dark day. I remember thinking to myself, could this really be the event that puts all of my years of training to the test? And it was. 
everybody is a little bit more tentative. You hear nurses who worry about their kids going to school and um, all of this really drives us towards the, the concept of community. But the focus today wasn't just on what happened here in Raleigh a year ago, but instead what the city has been doing to try to prevent future gun violence and help keep this community safe. Tables lined the outside of the municipal building, directing people towards community groups focused on stopping the violence, helping the community heal and better respond to emergencies. The Hedingham was hard for everybody, and we want the community to know that we are here to support whatever their needs are. Eric Miller, WRAL News, Raleigh. Right now, the Headingham neighborhood is holding a truck or treat and national night out event. This is where participants drive to a central location and the kids go from car to car trick or treating. Organizers say this event is to celebrate each other and first responders. After the tragedy of last year, we wanted to show that we're more than just what happened, that we are a wonderful community and we're here together. Typically what we would have is an annual fall festival, um, so we wanted to do something a little bit different, especially wanted to invite those first responders that were really important to us and they came out and were really a part of our community. Organizers scheduled the trunk or treat for today to make sure this weekend was not marked solely by somber observances. Well, it was an exciting night at PNC Arena last night as thousands of fans attended night one of Travis Scott's Circus Maximus tour. However, though, there are those who were supposed to attend tonight's show, but they aren't so lucky. WRL's Carly Haynes is live outside PNC Arena with an update on tonight's concert. Carly. Julian, anyone who comes to PNC Arena today is going to come to the doors to find this sign that the Travis Scott concert at PNC has been postponed and anybody who has tickets should hold on to them for that new date. Now, we are still trying to learn why this concert was postponed. That is still swirling, but we do know this would have been the fourth show on his tour in just the second city after he played Charlotte just a few days ago. We're also still working to learn when that new date of this postponed concert will be. That's really the big question that's swirling around. Travis Scott hasn't posted anything on social media about the reasons why, and PNC Arena provided uh, hasn't provided any additional details either. People are planning to travel from states all over the country. We spoke to one couple that was coming in from Miami in Florida, having to cancel their hotel rooms same day, losing money as a result. But this isn't the only hurdle that's happened for Travis Scott's shows here in Raleigh. Last night, the concert was supposed to get started at 8 p.m., but Scott didn't make, take stage until 10. Ticket holders now want answers. I'm a Travis Scott fan, so hey, when you got the next one, I'm here, you feel me? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing to stress too hard over, but at the same time. PNC officials tell us parking will be available in the slot for the fair since this concert was canceled for tonight, but we are still working to learn the reasons why this concert was canceled uh, as well as when that next date will be. Julian. Uh, so many fans frustrated tonight. Carly Haynes reporting live for us in Raleigh. Thank you. One person died in an overnight crash on I-40 in Durham. Police got to the scene near South Miami Boulevard at just before 2 a.m. Officials say a car was traveling on the road before rear-ending a parked tractor trailer. The driver of the car was taken to the hospital and later died from their injuries. The victim has not yet been identified. Investigators arrested two men in connection with armed robberies at Dollar General stores in Nash and Wilson counties. 
Kyle McMickle and Roosevelt Lopes faced charges of conspiracy to commit robbery with a dangerous weapon. The crimes happened on August 26th and 29th at Dollar General's in Spring Hope and Elm City. Both men are in the Wilson County Jail with no bond. A Wilson mother faces a felony child abuse charge after her newborn suffered a broken leg. Investigators charged 30-year-old Sharon Hidden with one count of felony intentional child abuse inflicting serious injury. She's in jail without bond. Wilson police officers responded to a child abuse call at Wilson Medical Center on September 21st. Hospital staff told officers a 15-day-old infant had a broken femur. The baby was taken to ECU Health Medical Center for additional treatment. There were more explosions in Gaza this morning as a 24-hour deadline for Palestinians to evacuate expired. The Israel Defense Forces told the United Nations on Friday to evacuate the northern half of the territory to the south within 24 hours. The region is home to 1.1 million people, about half of Gaza's population. The evacuation order comes ahead of an expected ground offense by Israel against Hamas militants. At least 1,300 people have been killed in Israel, while over 2,000 have lost their lives in Gaza. Well, as you know, North Carolinians are eager to help the people in Israel. But North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein says you should be cautious about giving. He says scammers are already trying to use the crisis to steal your money. Some things to look out for. High-pressure solicitations through text messages and social media channels. And be wary of a group if its name resembles an established and respected charity. Some helpful resources to help steer your giving. Charity Navigator and the Better Business Bureau Wise Giving Alliance. Look all of them up for help. Enough fentanyl to kill more than one million people. That's what the Buckcomb County Sheriff says his office sees this week, and here it is. He calls it the largest fentanyl seizure in the county's history. The seizure netted five pounds of drugs, along with two pounds of heroin, a pound and a half, a pound and a half of meth, and more than 2,000 various pills and other drugs. Deputies also arrested five people. They faced dozens of charges in what the sheriff calls a large-scale drug trafficking operation. There was a free mental health awareness event in Fuquay, Verena today. 22 local and regional mental health organizations partnered. The goal was to improve citizens' mental health access and overall wellness. The groups offered information, resources, and answers to questions about mental health. This is event, and this event was the brainchild of Officer Brian Wilscroft. The idea came to him last year after he attended crisis intervention training. And at that CIT training last year, on the back, in the back of the room there was a table and had pamphlets from almost every uh, organization in his room. And I thought it would uh, be a great idea to get them all together in the same room, so to speak, uh, for the residents of Fuquay. Wow, what a great way to fill the gap. Now, this is the second annual mental health awareness event in the Fuquay Verena area that the police department hosted there. Now, every year in the U.S., one in five adults and one in six youth experience mental health issues. Coming up, a fallen Nightdale police officer was honored earlier today. After the break, how the community came together to remember Officer Ryan Hayward. Plus, a family dog from Apex is earning national recognition. This is Tut, and Tut is a beloved pet for more than 16 years, and that can make him one of the oldest of his breed in the country. We'll introduce you to the lovable pup just ahead.
Oh, look at that view right there from Beaufort. The sun is just peeking out right there as it goes away for the evening. What a beautiful shot. Welcome back. The town of Nightdale honored a fallen officer today. Ryan Hayworth was killed in the line of duty after his patrol car was hit by a drunk driver in 2021. He was only 23 years old. This afternoon, Hayworth's family joined officials with Nightdale and the DOT to dedicate the bridge on Nightdale Boulevard over I-540 as the Officer Ryan A. Hayworth Bridge. We spoke with Hayworth's father, Tim Hayworth. We miss Ryan so bad, but we know that we have to continue on. And, and our job now is to spread the message of Ryan's legacy and spread the message of live like Ryan live in service of others, take care of people around you. It's your country, it's your community, uh, it's people who are less fortunate. What an honor. Also attending were Nightdale Police Chief Lawrence Capps and State Transportation Secretary Joey Hopkins and other town and state officials. It didn't stop there. Also this morning, many people ran in the annual Live Like Ryan Memorial 5K run at 8 a.m. It was at this event that we heard from Ryan Hayworth's mother. Ryan loved each and every one of you, and I know he's smiling now going, Mom, this is for me. <laughs> but thank you all so much, and please live like Ryan. Live like Ryan. The race happened at the Nightdale Station Park, and there was a large turnout despite the rain. All right, I want to introduce you to a special dog in Apex has broken an unofficial record for age in his breed. This is Tut. Tut is a puggle that's half pug, half beagle. Chris Swift and his wife Rachel added Tut to their lives early in their marriage, and Tut is 17 years old. That's even older than the Swift's two children, Avery and Nathan. In fact, he may be the oldest pug, puggle, I should say, ever. I know from brief online research that uh, when you look up the oldest puggle, you'll probably see one that on record was 16 years old. He's just been a great dog. He just pulls people together. Uh, Tut, we are wishing you many more. Now, Chris Swift says the mix between pug and beagle adds up to a very strong-minded and strong-willed dog, but very, very lovable. Awesome. Great meeting tug there. Or Tut, I should say, excuse me. Anthony, let's talk about this weather. The rain is gone, my friend. Oh, thankfully, yeah, we were just showing that shot of Beaufort, Julian, and I have another one here across our area. It's beautiful it out is. there. Yeah, after the rainfall we saw this morning, which it was a little bit of a needed rainfall, but I think kind of added to that gloomy feel, if you will, to start the weekend. There is where we sit right now, though, our live look from Apex. It's beautiful. We have the road starting to dry out. Everything's starting to dry out, so if you want to head to the fair, looking good to go as well. Here's a look at radar where we sit right now, we are mostly done with the rainfall. There could still be an isolated shower here around the triangle. Very kind of hit or miss spritzes, if you will. There's just very little activity out there for us for the most part on radar. We're at 67. Temperatures have warmed up just a little bit in Raleigh and Durham, 65 in Goldsboro, and we're in the upper 60s here for our southern area. So again, if you want to head out this evening, the fair, any plans, taking your puggle out to walk this evening, I think it's going to be good for that. We're in the low 60s here the next couple of hours, 60 degrees 
at 11 and we'll see a few clouds. I think hanging with us here overnight tonight. There's a look at future cast. I don't think tomorrow we will see much sunshine. There will be a little bit in the morning and then more cloud cover building in into the afternoon. There's a look at future cast through the day. There's lunchtime. We had after lunchtime into the afternoon. There's six o'clock. Maybe some sunshine here from the triangle to the north, but on the whole, partly to mostly cloudy is what we'll call it tomorrow. It will be breezy. There will not be any rainfall, though, until potentially tomorrow night. There could be another stray shower, maybe a sprinkle. It will not be as heavy as what we saw today in some spots. The winds, though, here as we go through the next couple of hours into tonight, they're going to kick up a little bit, so we could see gusts. There's 1 a.m. tomorrow morning, 20, 25 mile per hour wind gusts here, and as we go through the day tomorrow itself, we'll see probably 15 to 20. It's all due to a cold front that's going to come through tonight. The rain is kind of a precursor to that front. We go through tomorrow afternoon into the evening, then the winds start to relax just a little bit. But I think that will be a noticeable factor for our weather. The blustery conditions and the cooler temperatures tomorrow afternoon. We're at 61 tomorrow here if you're headed to the fair or across all of our viewing areas. So cooler than today, 63 on Monday, 66 on Tuesday. We slowly start to moderate those temperatures back into the 70s later on this upcoming week. If you are not loving the fall like temperatures, I wanted to get us some sunshine and warmth here. This is the forecast for Miami tomorrow. The Panthers are playing at the Dolphins tomorrow afternoon at one o'clock and we're talking temperatures. Yeah, very Florida esque in the upper 80s. Beautiful here. If you like that kind of weather, I'm, I'm included in that, but I think it's going to be nice here once we start to warm up into this upcoming week. Here's a look at the tropics. We have one area of development, 90% chance over the next seven days or so. This one we'll have to watch closely. It looks like it could get close to the Caribbean islands and then potentially curve back out to sea. For from there. A lot of the storms we've seen this season have taken that track, so that would be something we'll watch here closely, but no imminent threat with that. We're at 63 there on Monday, 66 Tuesday. We're back Julian into the low 70s later on this week with more rain on Friday night into next Saturday again. All right, thanks, Anthony. Casey joins us now, and Casey, Duke, and NC State, they'll both be under the lights tonight. Yeah, we've got two big games just up the road from us, but it's pretty crazy, just 22 miles apart. But NC State is visiting Duke for the first time in 10 years. The player that is doubtful and the impact that has on the game. Plus, can Carolina take the next step in its journey? Heels Miami in a top 25 showdown in Chapel Hill tonight. Without excuses and no regrets. Hey, good evening, everyone. That's exactly how Mac Brown wants his guys to go out against a number 25 Miami tonight. He says, you know, the Tar Heels still have a story to tell. No one wants to hear that you were 5-0 and and then finished 5-7. and Now, the story of the last few years would be that the Heels have gotten to a big game like this tonight. And, well, they had laid an egg. But he doesn't want them to come out there this time around because he knows that this team has matured and that they can prove that they've taken a significant step forward in their journey. We're better than we've been since we've been here. Uh, now can we take that next step? And, and we, we've got challenges throughout here to, to figure out whether we can do that or not. We're not talking about the end. We're not talking about anything else but getting better this week and playing to a standard, and that standard needs to be better than it was last week. Um, and, and really and truly, Miami's going to play good. Uh, they're going to be excited, so we can't worry about them. we got to worry about us. Well, tonight, number 17, Duke will host NC State for the first time in a decade, looking to improve to 2-0 in ACC play. But it appears they'll have to do it without starting quarterback Riley Leonard, who suffered that high ankle sprain in the loss to Notre Dame two weeks ago. He's still healing from that. So next man up, Henry Beelan, the fourth. 
The redshirt freshman will get his first career start tonight. His first appearance, though, came against a 42-7 win against Lafayette, where he went 8 for 8, 118 yards and two touchdowns. With a lot of size and an accurate arm, Mike Elko is confident. I mean, obviously, he's got tremendous arm talent. Um, he can make all of the throws. Um, anytime we've put him in position to go out there and have to execute the offense, he's done it. Um, you know, anytime you've got a quarterback making a first start, there's obviously a little bit of nerves around that. You know, we had the same conversation last year going into the opener with Riley. You know, you never know until you know. Um, but certainly, every indication is is that Riley's ready for, or uh, Henry's ready for the situation, and, and we're excited for him to go out there and get it done. As for State, in the words of offensive coordinator Robert and I, it's been a topsy-turvy couple of weeks on the offensive side of the football. Position changes, expectations not met, and a lot of soul-searching. Now, while MJ Moore has brought the spark with the change under center, freshman wideout Casey Concepcion has been the true spark on offense. He's the first true freshman to post in school history two 100-plus yard games in a season. Last week, he was the top-graded receiver in college football. And I says, hey, you know what? The door is open for the rest of the offense to get on board. It was great to see KC spark when needed at a big time in the program. And, uh, you know, now that that's established, that's who we are. That's who we are. And, uh, but if that's all you are, you know, it's going to be a rough road. So, no, the invitation to all offensive players to please join that effort. Be relevant when your number's called. Tomorrow, it's an NFL doubleheader on Fox 50, San Francisco at Cleveland, followed by the Eagles at the Jets. It all starts at 1 p.m. Then on WREL, it's Sunday Night Football, Giants at the Bills. It's an 8-15 kickoff. why but Canes after dark kind of gives me that little eerie vibe maybe I was bored this afternoon I don't know Carolina starting a five game West Coast swing tonight in Los Angeles and Julian it's a 10 30 puck drop so Kaniacs better settle in tonight we got a late white late night one from the West Coast ah that sounds pretty spooky thank you Casey <laughs> and thank you for joining us tonight do me a favor have a great Saturday is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain it doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.